Well, hello, friend. How are you today? I am well. Doing well. How are you? I'm good. You know, it's um another day of the living. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's a nice day at the end of October. It, it is. It is. I hope, is I hope not common for us in Michigan. It's not. It, it's always like whack weather yeah. in Halloween-ish time and they're saying we're supposed to get rain tomorrow halloween but of course <laughs> yesterday was beautiful though it, it was it was really pretty it was a good day it was it wasn't even cold or nothing <laughs> yeah it was it was really nice mm-hmm. that's the type of fall day i'm looking forward to give me that whatever that was i think today is the last of those days friend <laughs> i'm just gonna keep saying that until it gets cold because i feel like that helps because uh Mother Nature be like, no, nah, tricked you, because I got another one in store. <laughs> right, like, so I won't be a shell shock. You kept mentioning right. it, so that way when it comes, it's like, oh, well, it's coming, so. <laughs> I know it's coming. I'm not sure when, but I know it's coming. Yeah, I went out there today. It's cool. It's not as nice as yesterday, but today it's still nice. But that fog was crazy. Like, we had this thick fog. Like, when I opened the windows this morning, I was like, oh. It looks like we about to have a whole Halloween movie happen. <laughs> That's what it was yesterday, too, when I went out, because I had to leave in the morning. I went out like, oh, wow, you can barely see out here. Yeah. Michigan weather. All the leaves are falling, and we get, like, really, when I, like, when our uh, leaves change colors, they be so dope. So we do have that here in Michigan, amongst many things. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we like to come pick them up though. Like, oh, they're so pretty when they fall in. <laughs> now they all over the ground. Like, oh, who finna rake all this up? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like my our little city here, they have us push all our leaves to the curb, and then somebody come pick it up. So you'll be looking at them like, okay, so when you pick these leaves up, that no one was told to put in the bag and everybody was told to put on the curb then they're flying so all this leaf blowing raking that you did you're going to have leaves back in your area because it's not a it doesn't even make sense i don't know who came up with this you should just say put them in the bag yeah because in my city you have to put them in a bag if you don't put them in a bag they will not pick them up simple Mm. as that so it's so weird yeah, mine is like, push them to the curb, we'll come get them, and then like, you know, our garbage day is Wednesday, so Tuesday, which actually happened to be a good day, it was, uh, I went out there, and with my middle son, and we blew the leaves to the curb, and then uh, Wednesday morning, it was kind of rainy, and then I looked, and it looked like all the leaves was back on the grass. I was like, <laughs> it was like, I live here, don't be pushing me out in the street. <laughs> It's so crazy. And then we ended up on Friday. It's like some water may break on the corner or something. And I'm like, maybe because of all these leaves y'all not picking up, making trying to act like you picking up. Like just give everybody bags. Give send everybody recycle bags if if you want to help people out, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's something. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, tomorrow is Halloween. I like Halloween. Halloween is a good time. I like Halloween too because a lot of my friends that have kids. Don't let their kids eat candy. So I get to go through the candy. So that's cool for me. Yep. I can pick I'm what I want. It. And then they let them pick. I'm one of those friends. Like, my my boys will have a bunch of candy. And I'll be like, all right, y'all can keep five. Get a rest of your daddy to take to his students. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's where it goes. It's just like, nah. That's it. That's the cut up. Because you don't want them wired. Exactly. Nobody want to be. Like, <laughs> they got to be up in the house. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. You, like if you let them eat remote, like a portion, a large portion of the candy they get, they go start. They gonna be bouncing off the walls, and you gonna be looking like, man, it's your bedtime. <laughs> yeah. Like when I was a kid, we used to sit up and eat that candy like it was nothing. Yeah. But you did get a lot of candy. You ain't like. Uh. Oh God, I hate Tootsie Rolls. Like I like the flavor Tootsie Rolls, <laughs> See, but the regular Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> Oh, you like the regulars. <laughs> I like the regular ones. I don't like the fruity ones. I like the fruity ones. The worst Halloween candy is uh, candy corn. I don't know who invented that and who like it. It's Horrible. trash. It's trash. It's so bad. <sighs> Tell us what you think. Uh, what's your worst Halloween candy <laughs> in comments? Yep. Speaking candy corn of has to be mine. Yep. I, I think. I think it's like Maybe I should just do a, a poll. Who thinks candy corn is the worst Halloween candy ever? Matter of fact, that's what I'll probably do. Who thinks candy corn is the worst Halloween candy ever? I can't even think of nothing remotely as nasty besides some nasty Easter eggs. Yeah, I don't really do Easter candy. Or Easter. I can't. If it's not chocolate, I don't like any Easter candy. Unless it's like solid chocolate. Like, I don't like marshmallows. I don't mm-hmm. like any of that. I don't like jelly beans, which people think I'm weird. Like, I don't... And even when you get the flavored jelly beans, they be like, oh, these taste like Starburst. No, they don't. Oh, yes, they, they do. Taste like, they, they taste like Starburst. Like jelly beans to me. Those are my like favorite. Uh-uh. I don't like it. Tastes like, a lim- tastes like the lemon flavored Starburst, the strawberry Starburst. Like, <laughs> it tastes like... Uh, that's actually my like, favorite. <laughs> they taste like jelly beans, lightly sprinkled whatever flavor that you're trying to make this taste like. Yeah. But I still taste the jelly bean taste, which I don't like. So I don't like, just give me Reese's. You can give me the Easter egg shaped Reese's. <laughs> All like, Yeah, whatever. Just, the Christmas trees. I'm here for the Reese's, whatever. Those are the Halloween pumpkins. <laughs> yep. I do That's not like, I mean. like Reese's is not like one of my fave things, but my, I have, my middle son loves Reese's. It's like his yeah, favorite yes thing ever that's his thing so (sighs) but yeah so um yeah okay so tomorrow's halloween and because it is halloween and everything's spooky and scary and uh pumpkin spice oh pumpkin spice i'm not a fan of that but anyway um (laughs) um what kind of show are we doing today friend in honor of halloween we are gonna do a little bit of a um halloween themed true story type of vibe today. A little bit different from what we typically do, but uh, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, a little bit of true crime. Murders that happen on Halloween. Maybe, you know what, maybe it wouldn't be murders that happen on Halloween if you didn't associate Halloween with murderers like Michael Myers. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. It might be some kind of coalition. Maybe. Maybe. Like, oh, when is the best time to commit this crime? I know. Halloween. (laughs) That's our time. That's our time. I mean, I can see it though, especially (laughs) if you're a criminal that cover your face. Like, oh, I got this here mask. (laughs) Commit these crimes. Nobody gonna know. Nobody's gonna expect you to be anything other than a, a person in a costume. That's why right. they went in. And then you can blend right in. Like, uh-uh. He, they was walking right with everybody <laughs> else that had on masks. Hold on, sidebar. I was watching this super cheesy Tubi movie. And um, it was like a Halloween uh, 
movie. So I'm looking at it in the beginning, and it's like this little frat party, and um, they're all here. So the killer killed somebody, put on his costume, and everybody think it's the dude. They walking up, talking to him like, we know it's you, Ed, blah, blah, blah. He ain't saying no words. And then they're like, ooh, a fake knife. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> You think really your friend ain't gonna say one word to you for real? Like not not nothing. You taking your helmet out, your uh mask off because you too hot, but he keeping his own and, and that's okay. All the time though. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I wouldn't make it in a horror movie, I'm being honest, because I would I would do the logical thing. And that's yeah. what people don't do. Yep, I I wouldn't make it. <laughs> I'll be out. Like, dang, that movie was 15 minutes. Like, the credits was longer than my whole movie. All right. The star was gone. <laughs> this is not working for me. She didn't even fall at all. Not one time. <laughs> not one time. <laughs> she did get in the car that was running instead of walking. <laughs> you know, like, come on. Yeah. All right, Fran, you want to hit right. us with yours? What do you have for us? Okay, let's see. I have one titled. Oh, well, hold on. Traditions. It is going to be like some stuff is gory, some stuff. I mean, we don't do true crime. I guess you have to say these disclaimers. So it's going to be gory, okay. uh, explicit. What what else? Um, what else should you cover in that? That's about it. Gory, explicit, um, adult circumstances that are not great. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't research the disclaimer rules, but you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> prepare yourself. It could be some stuff you're not used to hearing. That part. Coming from us. Go ahead, friends. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Halloween traditions led to a bullet in the head. All right. We got victim. His name is Carl Jackson, 21 years old. The killer is Curtis Sterling, 17 years old. So Carl and his girlfriend um, were driving. They on their way to get her nine-year-old son from a Halloween party, which is weird to me because I don't know how old she is, but he's only 21 and his girlfriend got a nine-year-old, but hey, that's not my business. Um, <laughs> so they driving to get to pick him up from a Halloween party and some teenagers throwing eggs at cars that's driving by. So teenagers throw egg at his car. He pull over. Stop, confront the boys, like, you know, that ain't cool. Don't do that, whatever. They arguing back and forth. Jackson, I guess he was like, never mind. You know what? This is too much. So he get back in the car, or he sits on the passenger side of the vehicle, and one of the teenagers pull out a gun, shoots him in the head. He dies instantly. Right. He dies instantly. And uh, Jackson, uh, Sterling, the teenager, gets arrested. And convicted of second degree murder. This happened in uh, in the Bronx, in New York, back in 1998. Damn. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me because, like, really, it progressed to that over some eggs being thrown. And when I was looking at this, they were like in New York at the time the article came out, which this article actually came out. Uh, 2010. At the time the article came out, they were saying that New York had the um, highest number of murder, or not even murders, of people being seriously wounded or killed from egg-throwing incidents. Like, 
It's like a common occurrence funny. on Halloween. <laughs> That's it's not funny, but I'm just trying to well, understand how you how you how you out here dying from an egg though. And it's like, well, they be like, oh, well, somebody throwing eggs at you, and you get mad and you chase them, and you oh. kill them. or they throw eggs at you, you chase them and they kill you, or you know, or you get hurt or stabbed. You don't die, but you might get stabbed or you know, beat up or something like that. I'm like, but, and they're like, yeah, this is like a common thing. Like on Halloween, this is what happens. Like, cause it was like the boy, the Jackson, the 21 year old man that wound up getting killed. He typically didn't go out on Halloween because he thought it was dangerous. He was like, I'm just going to stay at the crib. But on this particular Halloween, he go out with his girl and lose his life. So I'm the, Curtis. I'm still at the egg throwing. I'm sorry. <laughs> like the sweet so out Curtis here. Goes oh, to prison. I like second degree and while he was in prison his mom every Halloween she would write him a letter I mean uh, Jackson's mom would write him a letter that said I'm glad you're still there every Halloween <laughs> you're gonna get this card <laughs> saying I'm glad you're still in prison <laughs> my wow. son, damn it first of all the fact that this happened in the 90s is crazy because that don't seem that long ago. I mean, you, you literally sitting doing time for this. And then, like, how, how did that conversation go? Like, oh, man, yeah, I'm doing time for this. You know, I threw this egg at somebody who's mad about it. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Like, but that, You know what uh, the part that's, that's crazy to me? Like, not even the fact that you got, you, um, you sitting in prison because you was throwing eggs in somebody's car. But the fact that you had a gun just in case something happened, why you out here throwing eggs in somebody's car? Well, I mean, it sounds like in the Bronx, during that time, you needed to have a gun and eggs on date. That was just, I mean, oh, because we, if we you go that car, part, like people. if you got to go to the grocery store, you like, all right, let me, let me, let me grab these eggs and this gun. That way, if something go down, I'm covered. I mean, that's they, that's just crazy. Said, <laughs> at some point, they were trying to uh, not allow stores to sell eggs to people like the or young people the week of Halloween. Like the whole yeah. week you can't, you can't buy no eggs. Like you can't be like, hey grandma, when you go to the store just pick me up a card of eggs. Like I'm gonna need some for the morning. Wow. Like get an extra card. Or like you wouldn't just go take the eggs that was in your refrigerator from when your mama went grocery shopping if you was gonna throw eggs in somebody's car. Or Man, people in general lot. they say they were doing it walking down the street, they'd be throwing eggs at people. Eggs is an imperative part of breakfast. I don't. I mean, ninety percent right. of what you make. What if you? Okay, let's say it's it's today, the day before Halloween. What's this? The thirtieth. Let's say, oh man, I I just made my last couple of eggs on Monday morning. I'm gonna go get some eggs. You get to the register. You know what? We can't even give you these eggs because you know we got this egg and gun thing going down over this way. So you should got your eggs on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. You no, no eggs today. You can buy some eggs tomorrow, though. So you just gonna have to go one day without eggs. No eggs. We ain't you got a restaurant. <laughs> got a breakfast restaurant shut down. We couldn't go get eggs today. <laughs> Jim was on egg duty. <laughs> <laughs> right. You gotta wait for eggs. Oh my god, that's crazy. Interesting yep. yet crazy. Okay, I have one. This one was quite interesting. It's called the Toolbox Killers. And then when I heard that, I'm like, oh, man, toolbox killers. Okay, so in uh, Halloween murder night, 1979, so October 31st, 1979, the two killers, Roy Norris and Lawrence Bittaker, 
were out here in these streets uh, picking up female hitchhikers on the stroll. They wasn't on the stroll, but, you know, they was like on the street. <laughs> and they needed a ride. First of all, in 1979, like, obviously hitchhiking was a thing, but I don't think I'm getting on no car to, no, I, I just walk. God gave me legs. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever. So check this out. So they were on this spree, you know, they were on this serial killing spree. And then they were, they pulled up to a gas station. This was their final victim. I believe it was the fifth victim. Um, 16-year-old hitchhiker, Shirley Ledford. She was hitchhiking home after a Halloween party and the two killers spotted her and picked her up and she got in the car, like, I guess because that's what people did in 1979. You, I mean, I would think you should look, maybe, maybe like turn around and look. But she was in Sunland, Tujunga, Los Angeles, which is a suburb. It got to be a good one too, with a name like that. You're right. <laughs> anyway, so she get picked up. She gets in the car with the toolbox killers. They raped, beat, and tortured her internally and externally with their tools in their toolbox so basically they were saying they called them the toolbox killers because the tools in their toolbox were regular toolbox tools that anybody would have to fix things in their home and uh they dumped her they dumped her on a random line after like minutes after she died but they they actually killed her the way they killed her was with uh they strangled her with a, a wired coat hanger Oh wow! That's After not you would typically have in a car? No, no. That's I, I guess he just packed that when they left. I don't know. <laughs> so she uh, had extensive bruising and tears on her breast, bruises on her genitals, and bruises on one elbow, according to LawJustia.com. And um, when they they brought the suspects in, and I don't know how they found them. I couldn't figure that part out, but when they brought him in for, for uh, it wasn't really question. Oh, I know how they found him. Uh, the one friend, uh, Roy Norris flipped on the other, on uh, Lawrence. Now, mind you, this was the fifth murder and they put, they caught these girls in their truck and I don't know if they pulled over and just got to work. I don't know. Right. But apparently I guess Roy said, if I go snitch, then I'll be straight. Oh, so he didn't get picked up for something else and was like, ooh, you know what? Nah, he just I know snitched. about this murder. He just snitched. He just snitched. like, it's weighing heavily on my mind and I heart. I, can't, I just can't do another victim. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> but I'm going down, so I'm bringing you with me. Uh, so one of the detectives ran out of the room when, uh, when uh, uh, Lawrence, I guess Lawrence started talking and, you know, he was kind of like a uh, what's the movie Silence of the Lambs? You know when my man start Anthony, what's his name, started talking and he go into detail with the stories. Yeah, going to detail with the stories. That's basically, I guess he went into detail. So one of the de- uh, detectives ran out, threw up, and was like, "It was the worst thing he ever heard." Bitaker was sentenced to uh, death, but he died of natural causes in 2019 in in prison. And Norris got 45 years to life because of his snitching and uh he has been eligible for a parole since 2019 but they somebody keep going to court and reminding the judge of this horrific crime as they should like to know that this person is still there now 
Like this happened in 1979. You've been you was eligible for parole, for parole in 2019. Like what you gonna come out and do great? Life. <laughs> that part. I mean, what you gonna do when you come out for real? What you what what what? Do you, you this you don't even know this world. Like your world ended after you was the toolbox murderer. What you gonna go get a new truck and get some new tools and find a new partner? Like who's to say <laughs> that Bidker was the the one the that should have got right? right. <laughs> Roy could have just woke up and said, oh, you know what? Maybe if I go snitch, then I'll get less time because I did do it. It's not like he didn't enjoy what he was doing. This was their fifth time doing it. And they were so reckless and disrespectful that it was like they didn't even hold on to her or nothing. They just, and when they got done. We're doing what we're doing and we're going to drop you like trash on the side of the road. Right on, right on somebody else's line. Can you imagine that waking up, your ring camera going off? You get up and look, and it's the whole person laying on your on your line. You're gonna be like, "What the freak?" No, not at all. Cannot. <sighs> so, yeah. And no hitchhiking. No, no hitchhiking. No. Don't do that anymore. Don't pick up hitchhikers. Don't do it myself. I don't think Sorry. I would ever. I will ride right past you, Eggie. Man, so I know like when you go to a certain part, like we got a, a male prison in Ionia, Michigan. So when you're on your way, you start getting close out that way, then it, they have signs like don't pick up hitchhikers, maybe prisoners, prisoners nearby. I'm like, why is people still picking up hitchhikers? Like, stop doing that. There's nothing positive. You're not helping this person get anywhere. Like, that's on them. Yeah. Sorry. If you are legit, won't be in my car. Hitchhiking shouldn't. You shouldn't even feel comfortable hitchhiking. You should think about right. it because it's a lot of sick people out it here. It could go the other way. It could be the killer in the car. Like, ooh, here's an opportune chance right here. Yep. Like this one yeah. movie I was watching. This girl, she had uh, left this party early, mad at her boyfriend, and just started walking down the road. And I'm like, see, this this why it would never work for me because I'm not walking down nothing. I'm gonna be I'm like, look, your car. you need to figure it out, brother. That part, <laughs> you're gonna be both in there not talking. Take me to the Something. crib, bro. Something. F that in the middle of the night. You left for yeah, school no. there and said. 12 o'clock in the morning, you're going to walk down a pitch black dirt road hitchhiking. Come on, some things you setting yourself up for yeah, failure. Some things just are not smart. That is not smart. <laughs> no hitchhiking. Lesson nope. learned. Yep. Uh, I have another one. Okay. Entitled The Man Who Killed Halloween. Uh, the victim is Timothy O'Brien. One article I read said he was eight, and another article I read said he was 11. So I'm not sure which is true. Right. Um, the killer is Ronald Clark O'Brien, which is Timothy's dad. And this happened in 1974. Um, Ronald O'Brien and his neighbor decided to take their kids trick-or-treating. They both had two kids. Um, they go trick-or-treating. You know, they walk in like trick-or-treaters do, running up to houses. They get to one house, and nobody answers, which I thought that was the whole indication of the porch light. The porch light on, we <laughs> give you candy. It's off, we not. But I don't know. In the 70s, they didn't do that. I don't know. I don't so know. They did a lot of weird stuff in the 70s. <laughs> right. So they knock on the door, no answer. Um, So they move on to the next house. You know, the kids run ahead to the next house. And for whatever reason, Ronald is kind of lagging behind. Like the neighbor walked up, he's following the kids, but Ronald's lagging behind. Then eventually he catches up to them. They go on, they trick or treating. And um, Ronald, once he catches up with everybody, 
he has these five pixie sticks. Like, they got the big ones. You know, those big ones, they're like 20 inches long, 21 inches long or whatever. Got the mm-hmm. candy. And um, so he gives each of the four kids a pixie stick. And um, he sees a kid that he knows from his church. And he gives that kid the fifth one because he had five of them and it was only four kids with them. So he gives some random kid that he knows from the church the fifth pixie stick. And they go keep going until, you know, they didn't went to enough houses. And they go home, and I guess when they get home, um, Ronald's son or their kids are allowed to pick one piece of candy. And the daughter, she picks whatever she's eating, and her son, Timothy, I guess he couldn't decide. So dad was like, eat that pixie stick you got or whatever. So he's like, all right, cool. So when um, he's eating it, immediately he says his stomach hurts. He don't feel good. He goes in the bathroom. He's throwing up. Eventually... The dad like, oh, let me take you to the hospital because this ain't right. So they take on the way to the hospital. Timothy dies. Um, mm-hmm. They get to the hospital, you know, and I'm not really sure what they originally thought it was that killed him. But they didn't think it was poisoning until after the police start investigating and they come to realize, you know, they did an autopsy. And they realized he had been poisoned with cyanide poisoning. So the police start investigating and they like, where'd you get this pixie stick from? You know, you know, where did they come? How many was it? And they like, oh, you know, all the kids had one. So they collect the other four pixie sticks from the kids that are still alive because they hadn't eaten theirs. And the father of uh, Ronald says that he got it from that house that didn't open the door. Like when he was lagging behind the the guy came out like, oh, well, he reached out because Ronald says that he never saw the person. All he saw was an arm with this, these pixie sticks coming out the door. And you're going to tell your son to eat that ish. Right. Allegedly. Allegedly. So he's like, oh, this this arm was reaching out. So I took the candy and I gave it to the kids. And they like, okay, that sounds weird, but all right. So they investigating and they call, they find out who owns the house. And they talk to the dude, dude like, man, that wasn't me. Uh-uh, and I didn't get off work till 11 o'clock. I wasn't even at home. Lies. They like, okay, well, <laughs> you know. <Not> lies. <laughs> lies. These are lies. I ain't do this shit. <laughs> so they investigate. They like, uh, okay, yeah, it couldn't have been him. So they talking to Ronald. And his story, like, it keeps changing. Like, oh, well, no, I didn't do that. But I maybe that was the wrong house or you know, they like, well, you only went two blocks, bro. Like, you cannot be confused. You only went, you only went two blocks. There's only so many houses that it could be. So they investigate and the police find out dude had lost 21 straight jobs. He had been fired from 21 straight jobs. Mm-mm-mm. You can't hold a job. Come to find out, he is in debt like up to his eyeballs. They said it would... In today's market, it would equate to about a hundred thousand dollars in debt, Ooh. and um, and then they found out that he had taken out three separate life insurance policies on each of his kids. So he had two kids, and he had taken out three separate life insurance policies. So six in total on the kids. And even though the agent after the first one was like, "Bro, what you doing? You know, this is not." That's not something you should be doing. And then they found out that he had been talking to several people about cyanide. Like, 
trying to get all the information he could collect on it. You know, how much to kill a person, like several people. And he Mm -hmm. went to a store, to a chemical store to buy cyanide, but apparently they would only sell it to him. You could only buy it five pounds at a time. At a time, so he was like, "Ooh, that's too much. I don't need all that. So I ain't gonna buy it from you." So they could never figure out where he actually may have gotten the cyanide from, but they did find out that that's what it was laced with and had been stapled back closed after because it was like it was enough to kill four people in that one pixie stick. That's how much cyanide was in one of those pixie sticks, and then it. He had told uh, his in-laws, his brother-in-law, that um, actually the day after they buried Timothy, he went to the insurance agent like, hey, so when can I expect my money? <laughs> like, like, uh, how long, you know, when this check coming? Because I'm going to need that. So apparently he had talked to the brother-in-law like, oh, I can't wait to get this check because I'm going on vacation. Like, bro, you $100,000 in debt. You, go, you planning a vacation? With the money, that's what you're thinking about after your son and I. So, yeah, yeah. his son would have wanted him to live his best life with the insurance <laughs> money. Apparently. So, yeah, he was eventually convicted of killing Timothy and um, he was sentenced to death. But as he should have. Yeah, as, but as he was the first date, you know, they set the date and um, a stay was allowed so he did get killed like that happened like three times and on the fourth time they were they actually um he died by lethal injection by the state of Huntsville Texas and mm-hmm. as the liquid entered his veins mm-hmm. there were about 300 people shouting trick or treat and throwing <laughs> hard candy at a small group of anti-death penalty protesters it's <laughs> <laughs> a definition of petty Super petty. The petty committees. Super petty. <laughs> I got so many. Okay. Step one, like, what? Okay. So, if you running out of dollars, I'm just want to notice. If you if your dollars is in a rearage, okay, you in the negative on the amount of dollars. Your first thought is, dang, who can I get life insurance on? I mean, you don't think of nothing else? Nothing right, else. that's just, that one. Who can I get life insurance so? Like, ooh, I brought these kids in the, I brought you in the world and I'll take you out. Is that the definition of that quote? Is that where it came from? It came from that with him in the dictionary smiling thumbs up because that's what he thought. <laughs> if you want to know the definition of I brought you here, I'm going to take you <laughs> Look at him because that's what he did with pixie sticks, though. Then you pixie sitting there, you're gonna pick it out for your son, like, oh, you can't make a decision. Let me help you. Let me help you, brother. Uh, I'm like, wow, you was gonna take out both the kids here. Oh, uh, damn, you already ate your one piece. All right, let me get your brother. I'll get you right. mom. Yeah, eventually, you're gonna eat this pixie stick. <laughs> so that's but why just are you taking out the neighbor's kid though? They said it was to cover to cover his crime. Like, oh uh, yeah. If it's five kids that got these candy this candy, then I won't look suspicious. But it was all kind of other stuff that make you look suspicious, bro. Like you ain't you was terrible at being a yeah. yeah, step one. Well maybe okay, maybe he only laced like a specific amount 
But no, you said he, no, he tested, them they tested he us them all. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess, man, I guess he said he going to help them out too. Shoot. Maybe he you tired of like, having uh, your kids. You need some dollars. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> they said it was to cover. Like, so that they'd be like, oh, somebody in the neighborhood is poisoning the kids. But they wouldn't think it was him because his kids was involved. So you're going to be looking at everybody else. But you yeah. only went two blocks. You can't even, you ain't even got your suspect pool up. You only went to two two blocks. They wouldn't even have to investigate long to find out that these people wasn't passing out picking sticks. And, and it was a big one. So it ain't even like you was like, no, you bought one of those variety packs that had all different kinds of candy. Uh, the little ones, right. Yeah, no. It, first of all, that's so freaking random for you to even do that in the first freaking place. Because I mean, he he had the only the only the only thing that possibly could have been a good idea was when he went trick or treating with the and also tried to poison the other kids. That's it. But everything else leading up to that, like researching through other several people. Well, how do oh, I bro. get this cyanide? How much? How much you think I need to like? If somebody walked up to me randomly, like if, if tomorrow you was to get up and say, "Angel, how much cyanide do you think I need to take out such a so?" I'm gonna be like, "Ooh, why? Why you need cyanide, friend?" Right. All right. I ain't gonna sit there like, hmm, "Let's figure this out together." How much cyanide? <laughs> you know, like, uh, wow. Yeah. I was like, wow. And then apparently, while he was in prison, his wife. Divorced him and found somebody else, and they adopted their daughter. She should have divorced him way before that. She she should have divorced him when she found out about what he did to poor Timothy. And the worst part about that is, like when when parents be killing their kids or abusing their kids, it be messed up because those children look to you for safety and. His son probably just took that. I mean, any other parent would have been like, "Oh no, nah, that got a staple in it." So no, nah. I mean, you couldn't figure out another way to seal it. <laughs> this is nope. a horrible idea, sir. You deserve to be dead, and they deserve to throw that Halloween candy at you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> While you were dying. <laughs> it should have been everybody should have brought pixie sticks. And to, <laughs> his, to his his dying words were. I didn't do this. Something to the effect of, I didn't do this, but if you feel like this is what's necessary, then I'll accept this punishment. You ain't have a choice, bro. You ain't have a choice. You could have said I didn't and accept you it did. and you still was going to die. I yeah, mean, you, but you did it, though. You did it, and now, now you sitting here, this way, I still want people to think that I wouldn't do that. Like, come on, bro. You did it. And how you like, checking for when the money coming, the day after you bury your child? He said, hey, he, he got to get hey, his dollars. I need these dollars. I ain't paying these bills, but I need these dollars. <sighs> wow. Yeah. There's that. That's jacked up. I, I, I'm a, when somebody say I'm get life insurance on you, I'm gonna be like, nah, I think I'm good. I'm straight. Don't get it. Don't get any life insurance on me. Don't love me to death. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Don't, please don't love me to death. Love and don't life. and don't get broken in just decide it's better to take my take my life with this <laughs> right. that way you can collect on me. But like, wonder, are you going in to that like oh I'm gonna get married so that I can get life insurance on this person because if I go broke I'm gonna need to have a backup some people plan. do some people do it's crazy that's terrible that is so terrible now you got to be sitting there. On pins and needles, or somebody say, "Oh, well, I think we should look at our life insurance options." And then it's like, "Oh, nope, nope, not with you, not with you." 
being there like uh like on Martin when uh his mama thought that Gina was trying to kill him for the life insurance money. <laughs> <laughs> his mama was funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> Not my baby. I think uh my final thoughts is <sighs> be careful on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> on before after all of the above and don't let nobody get life insurance on you <laughs> man yeah especially not randomly don't just walk not up to random. me oh I love you let's get life insurance you just met me yep <sighs> crazy no oh, life insurance crazy. be careful or trick inspect your children's candy like you're supposed to be anyway Take it yeah. to the what do they, they say? say they Take think, it to the police station. Yeah, they say they think that's that's kind of what started it. <laughs> like that's what started people checking their kids' candy. I could believe that though. I mean, I can I can believe that. But yeah, they do say if you if you're going trick or treating, take your candy to the police station to get it inspected for razors and whatever other crazy stuff. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even like the candy my boys get for trick or treating. They don't even get to eat that. I'll buy candy and they eat that candy unless it was a safe environment where we're happening. If it like if we went to yeah. a school event or something, but yeah. we going door to door. No, that's why a lot of people don't go door to door anymore. They don't. They do these uh, new trunk or treats and go to school events and church events and things like that. Mm-hmm. Be done. All right. Uh, I guess uh, this week in comments, just let us know how you felt about um our true crime Halloween episode. <laughs> Absolutely. How do we do? Yep. Let us know. Um. Let's see. We had a couple of um comments from a few shows we did. Uh, we're just now getting to getting to them. So the let's just be friends episode we did with Toxic Tangents. Um. Uh, I can't, oh, I should have probably looked at the question that was asked, but I believe it was, you know, like, what what do you, uh, do you think men and women can just be friends? So we had a comment from uh, Sonya Be Natural on Instagram. Hey, Sonya. Hey, Sonya. <laughs> it says, uh, they can be friends as long as it's strictly platonic. If someone crosses the line and they have sexy time, they become lovers. Not sexy time, though. (laughs) The dynamics have changed, point blank, period, with two explanation points. I feel you. I agree with that, Sonya. I agree with that 100% because that's that's the determining factor. That's when you leave the strictly friends to something else. So, absolutely. Yep. All right. Got to be sure. Uh, Cash is money which is uh, the host of uh, Cashmere, host of Not Another Podcast, said, shout out to you. Hey, Cash. Um, Your first friend should be, your first friend should be your brothers or male cousins that you are related to. I can, I can feel that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I can can see that that. if you have that in your life, you know. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Because I don't have any first cousins and my brother's too young to be my friend. So yeah, I get it. I was or friends with my cousin. More. I was friends with my cousin, like I mean, because we kind of grew up together. It was just my mama and her sister, and he's like two years young, older than me. So, but I, I mean, I still didn't. I ain't rock with him like that. I mean, we was cool as kids, but I mean, he he didn't give me any view on the male perspective. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm at the, you know, I don't know. I don't think it was until um, my mother was engaged and his son. Now we got along. Like I could come talk to him about some stuff, but my cousin, I don't know. But I feel you. I understand that view. Maybe if my brothers was older, like you know, when if I wasn't yeah. the oldest, maybe. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like now, I'm thinking like if my brother, like if our ages, if we didn't have a big gap, like if it was like two years, a year or two years or something like that, then I could see you being really close because you see siblings that are really close in age, and they are really close brother yep. and sister. But because my yeah. brothers are a lot younger, so when I was going through that that age, they were kids, so it wasn't like you could just talk to them about that. And I right. don't have, like, both my parents were only children, so I don't have first cousins that I grew up with. Like, I have people that I can that I grew up with that I consider my family, but not necessarily, I don't have first cousins per se. So, yeah, I could see that if you're close in age and y'all grew up together, especially, like, we was always at grandma's house, we was always together, or whatever. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Cash, for that comment. We appreciate you. Visit Vegas Places. Coyle also said listening now on Spotify podcast with the fire emoji. Let's Shout out go. to you. Glad you're listening. And everyone else, we appreciate all of y'all. The next comment is from the cheating, the last episode we did, uh, who we mad at him or her. Um, what was the question? How would you react in any of these scenarios? So, like, hey, E-Class. Hey, E-Class. <laughs> hey, the Kickback Podcast, uh, she said, good conversation, ladies. I would definitely be mad at him. She don't owe me any loyalty. I'm, I feel you, girl. She don't. Only reason I would be mad at her is if she was getting disrespectful, name-calling, cussing, et cetera, et cetera. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Should because be. she don't. He does. So, yep. if that's a conversation y'all have had. So, yeah. Yep. If 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 you don't, if this girl come up to you and she just telling you something he did, like, she don't know you. She don't owe you nothing. I agree. Yep. So, it is what it is. Thank y'all for listening to our episodes, friends. Absolutely. <laughs> that's dope. Um, let's see. Podcasting for the Culture, as always. Join it. Check it out. Uh you know, participate. It's a lot of people supporting each other. A lot of, um, a lot of people meeting up, getting together. So, shout out to podcasting for the culture as always. If you're looking to get in touch with us, you can um, DM us at kickingitwithyourgirls.com or kicking it with your girls podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can also DM us on kicking it with in underscore a on Twitter. And, uh, yeah. Wait, quote of the day. Quote of the day. Let's see what we got. Halloween was confusing. All my life, my parents said, never take candy from strangers. And then they dressed me up and said, go beg for it. I didn't know what to do. I knock on people's doors and go, trick or treat. No, thank you. And that is from Rita Rudner. <laughs> She's not wrong, though. <laughs> she not. I mean, that is the pure definition of don't take candies for strangers except on Halloween where you wear a costume and you go to their door. Right. Don't take candy from strangers unless you're begging for it. So if they just offering it, don't take that. But if you ask for it, you can take that. Yep. Interesting. Yep. 
Well, shout out. Let's get our resources in. We did uh, crimeandinvestigation.co.ok.com and insider.com was a couple of references that we used to provide you with the facts from these stories. Yep, absolutely. All right, friend. uh, Anything else? Nope, I think that's it. All right, we love y'all. Thank you for listening. Kick it with you next week and share with a friend to share with another friend so we can all be friends. Good show. Later.